This episode is sponsored by Pet Matrix Premium Canine Supplements. Straight Up Dog Talk is super excited to be partnered with Pet Matrix. After exhausting several other pet supplemental brands, I am now seeing the results that I have always been searching for for Toby and Fitz. Pet Matrix supports all three pillars of canine wellness using their cell matrix delivery. It delivers nutrition directly into the cell. If you're looking for a supplement that pairs with nature and science, look no further and get your dog on Pet Matrix today. Welcome to Straight Up Dog Talk, a new kind of podcast where no topic is off limits. We're bringing in experts and owners to have the conversations we should be having as a dog community. Each week, a new guest will share first-hand experiences, educational resources, or professional guidance to help you learn and grow along with your dog. You won't get one perspective here. You'll get them all, because every dog is different and every owner is too. You can follow along on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Straight Up Dog Talk or by visiting www.straightupdogtalk.com. Tune in from any of your favorite podcast platforms. Welcome to Straight Up Dog Talk. We're back again this week with a new guest. I'm Em, and Josh is here tonight. Hello. And tonight we have Maddie, who is the owner of Brinkley's LLC. And she's going to share with us about her pouches and why she created them. How are you doing tonight, Maddie? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're really excited to have you here tonight. Thank you. Let's start off with just a little bit about yourself and Brinkley and just share with us a little bit about you. My name is Maddie. I am 22 years old and I am the founder of Brinkley's Canine Supplies. I started this journey because of my baby, Brinkley. She just turned two, and I am convinced she is the world's pickiest eater. And she, but everything gave her an upset stomach when she was younger. And that led me on the journey of nutrition. And so I tried a bunch of different things, and it was definitely a live and learn situation with her. And finally, something stuck, some things didn't, and it was a lot. And so I decided to combine everything. And that is how I came up with the idea of Brinkley's pouches that you guys know today. Look, let's start with a little bit about Brinkley. Tell us uh, when you got her, where you got her, why you decided to get her, and then go into a little bit more detail about her digestion issues yeah so um i got her about two and a half years ago um i wasn't really planning on getting a dog um it was kind of a spur of the moment type of thing um i was really struggling with my mental health um i had just moved out of my family's house and it was just a big difference like going from home to on my own um and I wasn't really in the best mental state. And I just kind of saw her and I literally got her the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely don't recommend that for everyone, but it, it was definitely a blessing in my life. And she has been my everything. And um, about her digestion. Yeah. When we got her from the breeder, they did have her on Purina. Um, nothing wrong with that but I'm not sure why they stuck with that because when I had just got her, we were giving her the same food 
and she was just having really bad diarrhea, like not fun at all. And I wasn't giving her anything different because I didn't know any of the stuff that I know now. So I wasn't really sure why that was happening and did a little bit of research, very teeny bit. And we switched her food to Fromm's, um, Fromm's puppy. And immediately that helped a lot just from the jump of switching her kibble. It just helped a lot. So um, I'm assuming maybe just she wasn't doing well on the Purina. Um, Then it got into the stages of training. And as you get a puppy, obviously you should train it. And all I knew growing up is like what our family had given our family dogs and stuff, which now that I know the stuff I do was not good stuff. Um, Milk bones aren't the best to each their own, but not the best in my opinion. Uh, The pepperoni or whatever that's called. Pepperoni. Yep. Yeah. Um, I cut that up in like little tiny pieces and gave that to her for training treats. Big mistake. Big, (laughs) big mistake. Um, And what were some others? Uh, Begging. Bacon strips. Bacon strips. strips. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She did not react well to any of that. Um, and so that's when I was like, okay, like, well, what did we do? We have to train her. And as you see in like training videos, every dog is supposed to be food motivated. Well, from the jump, she wasn't. And I didn't know to like change how I was training her. I just kept trying and trying. Nothing was working. Kept giving her. She actually threw up a lot. And like diarrhea, the vets were like, oh, like she's fine. She's just a puppy. That's just how, that's, that's just what happens. And I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I didn't know any better. And then that is when I went on my journey for like research, figuring things out nutrition wise. And it changed definitely a lot with her digestion. It just blows my mind that the veterinarians didn't suspect food allergies at all because I mean, maybe that's just because I worked for a vet who immediately said the first thing we're doing is allergy testing. This is probably food related. And eight out of 10 times it was food related. When a dog is vomiting and having diarrhea, it's one of two things. Usually it's allergies or it's parvo and neither of those are good. Allergies you can deal with though. At the same time, there are human people who don't think allergies exist in human people. So (laughs) it's fair. So like to run into a vet that may be like, ah, allergies aren't a thing. Okay. You know, get your tinfoil hat. (laughs) There's definitely that. And again, you know, each to their own, but I, it just, the description that you're giving about how she was reacting to literally everything. I mean, I would automatically assume immediately just because of the things that you listed minus the milk bones, sometimes the milk bones, red dye 40. Immediately, Mm. that would be my first assumption is what she was potentially reacting to. And I would have run an allergy panel immediately. But Maddie, actually, you didn't even do an allergy test. You just decided to do food elimination on your own. Correct. Yes. Um, we could not afford an allergy test at the time. They are quite expensive. I don't know if 
everyone has even, a lot of people don't even know that that's a thing for mm-hmm. dogs. And at the time, one, I didn't know that was a thing. None of the vets even like recommended it to me. Um, and then when I became interested, it was really expensive. And mm-hmm. so we decided to do an elimination diet, which is definitely a longer process. Um, but it kind of, it just honestly led to my passion for nutrition. And that's just like literally how it all started because she was my world. I wanted her to be as healthy as possible, live as long as possible. I wish they aged at the age they do like with humans and stuff, but they don't, unfortunately. They should Um, be elves. They should be elves and we should have our normal lives. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that is how... It came to happen because without that elimination diet, I wouldn't have done the research to see, oh, well, some dogs don't react well to pepperoni. Oh, some dogs don't, there's really high fat and then begging strips. So that's probably why she was getting diarrhea because I was using them as training treats. Don't recommend doing that because <laughs> it's very high in fat. Um, but it was definitely all a learning curve and stuff. And I'm not going to lie. A lot of things gave me anxiety. Like when I heard about raw feeding, I was 100% not on board at first. I'm like, that's disgusting, one. And two, how does the dog not get sick? Um, But I didn't start her off on raw food right away. We definitely did kibble, kibble toppers. Um, I was giving pumpkin every single meal because I had read it was really good for digestion. I was adding spinach, um, blueberries for the antioxidants, Greek yogurt, all of the above. And it was just a bunch of stuff I was adding in constantly. It overwhelmed me because it was kind of newer to me and stuff. I didn't want to forget anything and then her immediately get sick again. So I had come up with the idea of putting everything in their own little category, like carrots, um, coconut oil, strawberries, parsley, everything I was giving her individually, all to figure out that those all relate to dental health, the gut lining. And so that is how I distinguished each individual ingredient into my pouches today. Um, Because at first they were just in a little bowl, like it kind of just looked like a little smoothie bowl. And I would just tell my boyfriend, just add this on top, just add all of this on top. And then I came up with the pouch idea and we called them Brinkley's pouches. And as I learned more and more, that is when I distinguish each individual ingredient for each pouch. And it helped a lot when it came to mealtime, adding fresh ingredients, not forgetting anything especially like transitioning her to different foods and stuff. And she loved all of them. And she is the pickiest eater I have ever met. (laughs) You said uh, initially in the previous conversation that, you know, she, she was a picky eater and that even when you were adding in some of the ingredients, there were things that she didn't care for that now she is accepting of because they're in the pouches Correct. Um, one of the things was steamed spinach. She hated it. If it touched the kibble itself, she wouldn't eat the kibble. <laughs> and that's, that's why I'm so serious. She's so picky. <laughs> um, and 
so I was a little, I was a little nervous to um, even attempt to give it to her again because I, I just kind of like knew like she wasn't going to like it. Um, but it's really good for dogs. And I really wanted her to have that. And so what I had did with the pouches, I kind of think of it as like a, a smoothie for dogs. Like humans have their green juices. Well, here's ours for dogs. And it is, has spinach in it. Uh, and it's actually one of the most popular of the Brinkley's pouches. Our nighttime pouch is the one that has the spinach in it. But I guess when I combined the ingredients, that is when she loved it. She just absolutely loved it. And I make like ice creams with it. I put it on top of her food. And she's also funny about having stuff on top of her food. I know a lot of people say hydrate kibble, hydrate kibble. Dogs are dehydrated. So hydrate the kibble. Well, I would try to do that. But then the kibble got mushy and she wanted nothing to do with it. (laughs) I think maybe it's like a texture thing with her which can't blame her. I'm funny with textures too. Um, I don't like my food touching either. So I guess to each their own. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my first dog, Oliver, I've told the story before, so I'll be, I'll be quick. Uh, I first got him. He was my first dog. No idea what to do with a dog. And um, took me a while to get him to eat anything anyway. And then I would get treats. So I'd go to like, Petco, PetSmart, and they have like the big thing of treats that you buy by the pound. And I would buy like half a pound of X treat. And I was buying these every week, but he would eat one and then not want that treat ever again. And it was like a year's worth of doing this, me trying to find him the perfect treat. And then one day I found out he loved baby carrots. Baby carrots are 99 cents a bag that you keep in the fridge. And you spent all that money unnecessarily on overpriced, probably not good for your dog treats. Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, I did too. Like, same thing. So it was, like I said, it's a live and learn situation with, and every dog is different. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's really hard. And it's, I've gone to a few pop-up events and stuff, and I've heard the same, I think it's funny when people say, oh, he probably won't take it. He's a picky eater. And I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. why I made him. I have the pickiest ear. Just hear me out and let and like try it. And um, it's funny because they they say he probably won't, he probably won't, and then he loves it, and he just absolutely downed it in the little pup cup type cup. It was so funny. Um, it's happened multiple times. Uh, and some dogs are are finicky. Like my mom's dog, she doesn't like the pouches straight out of the pouch like her other dog but she devours them when they're frozen. And <laughs> so it's very, very strange how different all dogs are, but I think it's really cute and funny. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about the pouches and let's kind of define a little bit more what they are for the listeners, because I want to get into my experience using your pouches because I also have a picky eater. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the, you have five, is that right? Yes. Okay, let's talk about all of them and um, just explain what each one is used for specifically and um, what you should do with them when you order them and they come to your home. I was about to say, you have a picky eater and then you have a vacuum. Yeah, I have the vacuum. Yeah, (laughs) I have have one on each end of the spectrum. (laughs) 
I think that's funny. My my friend's dog is a golden retriever and absolutely eats everything. And I'm like, I wish my dog mm-hmm. would. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so when you do receive them, they come in a box and they are in an insulated liner. And then the pouches are in another insulated mailer with dry ice packs. And so I always recommend right when you get them um, to put them in the freezer. And whichever pouch that you would like to use, put in the refrigerator to thaw out. And they're good for about five to seven days in the fridge because um, there's no preservatives or and fillers. They're all natural. Um, and if you are kind of on the last couple days, um, put them in ice cube molds and then put them back in the freezer so they don't go bad. And then just put them on top of the food frozen. And that's what I do with ours. And I recommend that to other people as well. Um, but we do have five different kinds. Like I mentioned before, the green one is our nighttime pouch. That is so far the fan favorite um, between every dog I've met. And that one helps with calming, anti-anxiety, um, helps regulate the sleep schedule, Um you don't necessarily have to give it at night. I just call it nighttime because it's calming and relax. And so like, I would like sleepy time tea. Right. And so I always recommend it before like your dog might have a vet appointment and maybe your dog gets very anxious at the vet or grooming appointments. Um, and it's a lot of people have asked me why I've not included CBD. Um, to be honest, CBD did not work for Brinkley. Um, didn't do anything. And I know a lot of people are super finicky on the brands of CBD that they use for their own dog. So I didn't want to include something that people are very strict about on what they give their dog. Whereas my ingredients, they're all natural. Spinach is spinach at the end of the day. Doesn't matter what brand. (laughs) Um, And then we have the Fresh Breath. That one is amazing for dogs everyone I've ever met always says Brinkley never has any odor (laughs) like in her breath at all and it's because I give that one to her quite often she likes that one the most as popsicles and so I use that for popsicle molds (laughs) um a lot of dental chews on the market claim to help bad breath but they're very starchy and starchy leads to plaque and that is what causes bad breath. So that never really sat well with me. Didn't really understand it. Um, and a lot of the times bad breath stems from the gut um, and bad bacteria building up in your dog's gut. And so not only did I help or include stuff that neutralizes the bad breath, but I also added kefir, which adds great um, and good bacteria back into the gut lining to help cancel out the bad bacteria so with time using it it should overall help your dog's breath not just neutralize it and then um i would say brinkley's second favorite is the gut health which again is ironic because she hates pumpkin um she did not want to eat it just plain but that one has pumpkin in it and that is probably her second favorite pouch um that one we use on her food every single night as a preventative but it does also contain everything to settle your dog's stomach 
in a case-by-case situation. I just like to use it as preventative because I have anxiety when anything is wrong with her. And I am one of those crazy helicopter moms that literally analyzes her dog's poop. So (laughs) I literally (laughs) give it to her every night as a preventative and it has helped so much ever since she was a puppy. Um, And then there is the morning sunrise. That one has Greek yogurt, strawberries, blueberries, and broccoli. Um, I call that one the morning sunrise because it's like the morning smoothie. Um, Has a lot of antioxidants in there. Um, Blueberries and strawberries are amazing at fighting radical cells in your dogs. Um, Great antioxidant. The Greek yogurt for probiotics. um, And the broccoli for fiber. It helps like keep her full throughout the day. We do a lot of hiking um, and walks and stuff. So I love giving that one in mold form in her breakfast every morning. And she loves it frozen. I will say she does not like that one out of the pouch like my mom's dog, but she loves it frozen. Again, not sure why. But (laughs) And then the last one is our skin and coat. Um, I did include coconut oil in that one. Um, Apple cider vinegar. Um, A lot of people ask me why about that one, but apple cider vinegar and coconut oil are great at getting rid of excess yeast in your dog, Um, whether you spray it or give it um, orally. It is amazing for them and helps a lot with itchy skin. Brinkley is a double-coated dog, so she has a lot of fur. She is also a doodle, but she is definitely, if you look at her more old English sheepdog, um, her fur only gets curly when it's wet for some reason, (laughs) whereas my mom has a golden doodle and hers is very, very poodle looking, like has Mm -hmm. the curly coat, tall poodle legs. Brinkley's very shorter to the ground, long, fluffy hair. Um, She always got stuff stuck in her fur um leaves mulch and it was sometimes hard to see and so she was always itching she would itch so badly um and I would I started giving her the skin and coat pouch about a year ago and it has helped a lot we also include um apples in our skin and coat pouch um apples are nature's benadryl is what I like to say and helps a lot with inflammation Um, So it helps a lot with the redness and tenderness of their skin when they're constantly itching at themselves or biting at themselves. Um, And it's it's been amazing for her. So I actually have ordered pouches from Maddie twice now. Uh, We started using them, obviously, because when I have somebody come on the podcast, I want to know about their product and I want to be able to testify to use of that product. So we are on our second order and we have done the nighttime, the morning, the skin and coat and the gut health. And the skin and coat, my dogs have seasonal allergies. They're, Toby's all white, Fitz is you know a third white. And as soon as that fall weather starts to hit, it's like Benadryl or I was using Pet Honesty allergy supplements and because, you know, I've never had a dog that reacted the way that that Fitz was reacting. And I can't pinpoint whatever it is that he's allergic to in the yard. 
and I started using the skin and coat and he stopped scratching. Yeah. And we have not, we have not run out of it. Like I, Maddie and I have had several conversations about, you know, how to use these pouches. And again, we're uh, going to talk about enrichment here in just a minute because her pouches are perfect for enrichment toys. They fill them up, they freeze easily. Uh, earlier, she said the ice cube trays. In my Instagram stories lately, I've been sharing a lot about what we've been doing for enrichment. <clears throat> And um, a lot of that has been buying fun molds and creating, you know, these ice cube trays full of the kefir and the Greek yogurt and peanut butter and bone broth and then Maddie's pouches. And what's really fun is that, you know, then I can just layer my licky mat UFO with some of, you know, animal friendly, don't get regular peanut butter guys, get all natural peanut butter for that's safe for dogs. They sell some of it at the pet stores or online. So don't just go out and buy your regular because there's xylitol in it and that's dangerous for dogs. So get pet friendly peanut butter, smear it on the bottom of your licky mat. And then I take the Brinkley's and the other things and I put them in all kinds of fun ice cube tray shapes and then I stick them all over the mat and then it gives it a little bit more three-dimensional texture and they're getting these extra benefits for their skin and coat and then the gut health is the other one that's really important because Toby has pancreatitis and he's had zero issues since we started the pouches which is another amazing thing. That's awesome. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely... Um, a lot of fun for me as an owner to see my dog who did not enjoy eating his meals get excited when I'm preparing his food because he sees me pull out the ice cube tray with the Brinkley's in it and he sees me popping them into his food dish and he's like, oh yeah, Yay. I love it. It's just, it makes me so happy. So let's talk a little bit about how uh, you can use the pouches for enrichments and some of the things that you do with Brinkley just to give the listeners an idea of what they can do for their pets with your pouches. Um, I would say for enrichment wise, the way I use it the most is lick mats. Um, I love the lick mats that have all the little intricate designs on them. I think they're so cute. Um, and so I put them on lick mats a lot. Uh, I would say when I was learning about enrichment, um, I already had the, the pouches already, but learning a little bit more about enrichment and stuff, it was kind of difficult figuring out like what to put on the pouches uh, or sorry, <laughs> on the lick mats. And um, I guess that's why I didn't do it so often. But then once I had created the pouches and stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. I can literally just use these. I don't even have to think about it. And if I want to add different stuff, I can use just different pouches because I have five different kinds. And so it was super fun making them. I'm a little bit OCD. So if there's little like circles on it, I'll fill up each little individual circle. I know a lot of people just like smear stuff on and Love it. Either way. Either way works. <laughs> You're giving your dog the enrichment. Either way. Um, they're not going to care how pretty it looks, but I'm just extra. So I'm the same way. I'm the same way. <laughs> so I like it to look pretty. Um, my, my whole family already thinks I'm extra, though, with what I give her. So 
whatever, <laughs> to stay being extra. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's benefiting her. Clearly, it's benefiting her in so yes. many ways. So I mean, going that extra mile is, I mean, it's not harmful to her. So and, why and you not? turn it into a business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would say another way I use them a lot, which I don't even know if you would really consider it enrichment. I mean, I guess so because there's licking involved and the licking actually increases serotonin in dogs. Um, I like to get little tiny glass ramekins and fill them up with my pouches and then I put them in the freezer and instead of the store-bought ice cream for dogs that you might see that is bacon flavored or cheese flavored. I'm not sure how something is cheese flavored without cheese <laughs> being in it, but again, I, whatever. As um, a lactose intolerant person, I can tell you it happens a lot. <laughs> Chemicals um, equal cheese flavor for some reason. I <laughs> guess so. Um, but I fill them up and I put them in the freezer and it's basically homemade ice cream for your dog. So, uh, you might not have blended it all together. I did that part for you. And all you have to do is just put it in like a little ramekin and you got ice cream for your dog. Um, she loves it. I swirl them around, make different like little patterns in the ramekin or whatever, and, um, use different pouches and stuff and mix them all together. And she goes to town on them. They last her about 30 minutes. Um, I've, I think they're actually more dense than the store-bought ice cream because as a puppy, yes, I did give her those. Um, and they lasted maybe like 10 minutes. And she was a puppy at the time. But these ones I've given her now as a two-year-old dog, they've lasted her like 30 minutes at a time. And another great distraction. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also use Kongs. Um, I know topples are the new big wave. Um, I like to use them in topples too. We do have like a little mess-free spout on top, which is why I love using them to fill up Kongs because they have this like super tiny hole at the top. Mm -hmm. And before it was always such a pain putting stuff inside of it. And so that is why a hundred percent I included the little spouts on top of our pouches. So it was super easy to fill up kongs um and like treat molds and stuff but those are some of the ways that i have used our breakley's pouches um someone else actually gave me the idea of making popsicles um because they got my breakley's pouches and they made them with it and i thought it was so cute and so cool and so i actually started making those too <laughs> you also do something else that's really fun that last year at halloween you made bone broth bombs, which was so fun because like people make hot cocoa bombs for their kids or there was a huge, you know, trendy wave a couple of years ago at Christmas for the hot cocoa bombs. But you used your pouches to make bone broth bombs for dogs. Yes, I was obsessed with that idea. I um, found these little pumpkin trays at... I think it was TJ Maxx and they're supposed to be like 3D little ice cube molds. But instead I put the gut health Brinkley's pouches 
in there to get the orange look of a pumpkin. And then I put her raw food like into like a little meatball and I put it inside and then put the top on and put it in the freezer. And so it was basically like a whole 3D pumpkin. And then if you pour warm bone broth on top, it opens up and it reveals whatever's inside. And I thought it'd be so cute. And I'm probably going to continue doing that. Um, I think it's great for Christmas to um, all the kids or friends have their hot chocolate. Well, make your dog a bone broth and heat it up and they can have a little bone broth bomb too with your hot cocoa bombs. Yeah, I know that you have a couple of uh, demonstration reels on Instagram, on TikTok, on how to use your pouches to make the treats that we've been talking about. I definitely think that you should do an instructional one on the um, the bombs because I would like to learn how to do that. I'm not super crafty with that kind of stuff. And having more ways to use the pouches that are fun and interesting for my dog is just so incredibly valuable to me, especially as someone who is very slowly learning to adapt to the changes that are happening in pet health. And, you know, being a vet tech when I was back, you know, in the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s, the way that we feed our dogs, the politics around the way that you feed your dogs and adapting to your dog's needs versus just continuing to give them Old Roy or Purina or, you know, just some random brand off the shelf. There's so many people that customize their dog's diets and having somebody like you available to instruct us how to get through to move us from, you know, our unhealthy ways into healthier ways, which again, like you said, is maybe not for everyone and maybe not everyone has the time to to dedicate and put into doing these kinds of things for their dogs. But I think that having the resources out there is so much more helpful than like me blindly trying to figure out what the heck I'm supposed to be doing all the time. Right. It it definitely took a very long time figuring out not only what is safe for dogs, but every dog's weight is different. All dogs have different types of um, problems and stuff. Uh, And honestly, in my opinion, just because something is healthy does not mean it's safe for every dog. Mm -hmm. It's not. And I think a lot of people need to remember that, that just because, oh, this treat is organic does not mean it's going to be the correct one for your dog. Uh, Like, for example, bananas. I think bananas are great for dogs. They um, have been known to, like, increase melatonin and your dog uh, help get them back in, like, the REM cycle of sleep. They are in our nighttime pouch um, as well, but they are super high in fat. Um, and a dog, a Great Dane could have a whole banana. A Chihuahua should not be having a whole banana. Um, and that is why actually our pouches go based off of weight, um, just to make sure that it is safe for every dog that's going to be trying it, whether that be a Great Dane or a Chihuahua. Yeah, you do have really good instructions on the back of your pouches. They're very easy to read. They tell you exactly how much like to give daily based on the weight of the dog. And it's you can tell that you do a lot of reach, research and that they're very informative so that people don't have to ask a lot of questions, which is great because 
again, in a previous conversation, you and I talked about how sometimes packaging can be a real problem because it attracts people to buy things that aren't necessarily appropriate or safe for your dogs. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, going through the process of doing my labels, um, I did have to send them off to my pouches themselves. I had to send off to a lab. I had to get them tested. I had to get um, an analysis done on all of them. And then the labels themselves, I did have to send um, to the Department of Agriculture and the get them approved by the state of North Carolina. While doing that, I did come to find that there is very few requirements that have to be on labels. Um, and I'm sure it's the same for humans, but especially for dog products, there was maybe like five things that had to be on the packaging. Other than that, it didn't matter at all. You could have instantly cleans your dog's teeth. It doesn't necessarily have to be true, but they can put that on there. And so my advice is just because some packaging looks pretty or very uniform or has exactly what your dog needs displayed on the front does not necessarily mean that it is a good product. It's just there's not a lot of requirements that when it goes in to labeling and it's all just marketing for the most part. Which can be, you know, dangerous for your dogs in ways that, again, this newer wave of knowledge is teaching us for our pets. High starch, high fat, high yeast production, all these things that, you know, the general public doesn't know. I mean, for a lot of people, their dog is just a dog and they give it the kibble and that's it. But then there are those of us who have, you know, created little families out of our dogs and they are our fur children and you know we want to do the very best that we can so here we are evolving and i think that what you're doing is potentially going to be really beneficial for owners and getting your information out there and helping your small business be successful i think is really a, a great thing to do because people like you are so invested and so excited and so full of information that can be really, really helpful to owners who are struggling because they don't know what's wrong with their dog because their vet did the same thing that yours did and said, oh, she's just a puppy, she's fine. I, I've had multiple clients that I have referred back to a veterinarian for health reasons um, because of allergies and things like that. And knowing now that I have have you that I can reach out to and ask questions about things and you make a recommendation, it's been really, really helpful for me. So I know that this will be helpful to the listeners as well. While we're talking about that, I we did talk about a couple of brands of food that you strongly recommend. And I would like for you to share those with the listeners. These are higher price point brands and that's okay. But when you're looking at ingredients for what you want to be giving your dog to be safe, these brands that Maddie is going to share are what you guys should be using to reference against what you're planning on feeding your dog. Yeah, um, they are quite a bit expensive, um, but 
I personally give Brinkley um, ZB Peaks in the morning. Um, it is an air-dried food, and it is based out of New Zealand. It is, I love the ingredients. Love, love, love the ingredients. Um, and it is a lot less dense compared to kibble. So when you see their food bags, you're probably going to be like, I'm paying that much for this size bag. It's really a lot. It really is because the nutrients aren't cooked out as much as like kibble. Um, so you feed a lot less because they don't need as much to get all the nutrients. So um, that is one that I really, really like. And also my recommendation is if you can't fully afford to give your dog, let's say ZB Peaks as like their whole meal, which I don't, I don't do that. I recommend splitting it up. Um, so for dinner, she gets raw. Um, and both are quite expensive. Um, I'm not a fan of the people that are like, oh, raw is not expensive, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it is. I don't know what price point you're living in, but it's expensive. Um, <laughs> so that's why I split it up. And I give her ZB for breakfast and I give her raw at night. And she has done incredibly well on it. Um, we switch up the proteins quite often, actually, uh, because not only because she's so picky and we like to keep it like fresh and new for her, um, but also it's really good, especially the younger your dog is, to switch up the main protein quite often because as they get older, it prevents allergies from forming. Um, and the raw food that we give for dinner is the Vital Essentials raw. Um, she's been loving that one. Her favorite is probably the duck one. Um, but that's usually when we add in all of her toppers as well. And it has helped a lot because we don't have to give the full portion size that is recommended for her weight because we are splitting both of them up throughout the day. So they have lasted a very, very long time for us and it's worked great for her. I think that it's really neat that you have found a way to incorporate using all of the different mediums for food. One, because she's a picky eater, but two, because cost really is a thing. I mean, I have looked at so many different brands of food for dogs, trying to figure out what I would like to switch my dogs to. And it's not cheap, guys. It's not cheap. Raw is not cheap. Zeewee Peaks is not cheap. It, Maddie's pouches if, if you're going to start somewhere, start with Maddie's pouches. Maddie sells her pouches for, I think it's five for $50 and three for $30. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And so even just being able to bring that into your pet's diet, and you don't have to necessarily use the entire pouch, break it up a little bit, or like make the ice cubes like I do and put them in your enrichment or in the food just to start adding that benefit in. And the pouches will last a long time. You just have to know to to break it up. And that is something that is going to take time and we're going to have more people come on and talk about. But Maddie is a resource. So if you have questions about her pouches or if you have questions about nutrition, I, I, I go to Maddie. So sorry for the influx of your, your inbox that you're probably gonna have here. But you know, we want you to succeed because the thing that you told me 
that your dream goal was to open your own store one day. So I would love to see that happen for you. Me too. That is definitely a huge goal for me. Um, I really want to have a store where you can go into it and not have to worry, is this going to be good for my dog? Everything in there is going to be good for your dog, no matter if it's food, if it's treats, if it's a topper. Um, and I, I'm really, really excited about it. I have a bunch of ideas for it and I cannot wait for that to happen one day. Well, we will be here to support you on your road to success. And we hopefully will be able to have you come back and talk all about your store one day. So we're going to wrap up for tonight. Thank you so much, Maddie, for all of the excellent information. And again, you guys, if you have questions or you're interested in checking out her pouches, we will have all of her information on social media platforms, as well as in the episode details. Thanks for checking into Straight Up Dog Talk, and we'll see you next week. Straight Up Dog Talk was created by Emily Breslin. It is edited, produced, and co-hosted by Josh Wasta under the supervision of Straight Up Dog Talk, LLC, and Emily Breslin. If you're enjoying this podcast, follow or subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode and leave us a review on your favorite platform. Looking for more honest and relatable dog content? Check out our sister show, Unpacked, with Jerry Sheriff and Madison Simpson. Thanks for listening to Straight Up Dog Talk. See you next week.